to the Meaningful Marketplace. I'm Sarah Massoni from Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center, where I've helped countless dreamers launch their new food products. It's the science of taking a food delight from the kitchen to mass manufacturing and still keeping its great taste. That's what I do. I've been called the woman with the million dollar palate, although I haven't tried to cash that check yet. Listen in weekly for real life stories. Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce and author of Preservation Pantry, modern canning from root to top and stem to core. I love inspiring business owners to get started on their journeys, encouraging folks to be part of their local community, and I'm excited to help business owners tell their stories. Join us as we explore the journeys of women entrepreneurs in the food and beverage industry. Good morning and welcome to Masonian Marshall, a meaningful marketplace. We're here for the second hour today in a row, so hopefully everybody's still listening. Yeah. Uh, you might have been expecting Dave, but it's us. Yay. <laughs> so, Sarah, anything... Um, come up for you in the last couple of minutes? <laughs> uh, well, actually, I did a little sleuthing on you, and I see that you had this lovely photograph of some plates that look like leaves, and it says that on Thursdays you work at the Eleanor Roadhouse. <laughs> what no, does so that mean? It's probably it's written in code. Oh. No, so my my wonderful, lovely, favorite friends in the world have a restaurant called Notaguro. Oh, Notaguro. And so it is a Japanese restaurant. It's oh. so wonderful. The plates are from an Elena the, Roadhouse. Yeah. So Elena oh. is um, so Ryan Roadhouse is the chef there, okay. and Elena is his wife. Ah, and she, the secrets out. Yeah. So she brought back those dishes from Japan, Whoa. and there's so beautiful every every dish that you get served is served on this very special piece of mm -hmm. um you know ceramic uh, and i actually dropped one yesterday not oh, that shoot. one but did anyways, it break let's i don't wait are you a waitress there no i oh, so on. on thursday nights i fill in for elena so i'm like a host i'm there to <sighs> make people's experiences enjoyable okay so but <clears throat> i'm i'm they're opening another restaurant next door to their restaurant and so they're so busy you know this is a yeah. family restaurant it's very small so i help out a little bit That's i'm just nice. like a friend of the family but i'm not a server and i'm not that great at it i'm good i'm good with the people but Do i'm kind of clumsy and no i don't get tipped out oh, um, there's a waiter that does that do i'm do just dishes? like an assistant no they have a dishwasher okay here's I'm my really next just question there to like <laughs> ch chat and and spread the love for the restaurant so you have some new canning supplies in your shop yeah what does that mean? I've, Can people buy stuff from you? Yeah. So what? I have a little <laughs> little canning shop in my kitchen. So, you know, I teach canning classes through Airbnb experience. Whoa. And so I have people in and out of my kitchen a lot. And what I found was that uh, especially Portland people don't really want to shop at like big box stores. They don't want to go to... Winco or Walmart and buy canning supplies. So I, um, because I'm uh, can wholesale because of my sauce business, I um, order in canning supplies, but only the things I really love. So mm. I have really awesome canning equipment, and then um, people can come and buy it. So I have a very small selection of things. I have 
fancy scientific pH readers. I have nice. stainless steel canning pots. I have jars. I have um, a How canning m- tool set I designed out of walnut and stainless steel. You have pH meters? Yeah, man. How much? I need one. Um, the ones I have are $55. Is it a pocket one? It's it's a pocket one, but it's a food-specific pocket so one. can be so nerdy it, with it's it, a like, kit. in my pocket. Well, this actually has a little briefcase. You can be even more nerdy. So it's a little briefcase that you open with the pH fluid in it. What? It's really nice. I need I that. ordered the okay. best, last the one that question. I like to use. Yes. You wow. celebrated someone very specialist last week with a big birthday party. Yes. So it was my daughter's birthday. Um, she turned six. We nice. had a, a spooky unicorn party. So she is really into spooky stuff. And luckily her birthday's after Halloween. So we just leave up all the Halloween decorations, but then have more spooky things. So she Ooh. makes monster decorations. We had a unicorn skeleton pinata. What? Uh, yeah. So that... And it, <laughs> Where do you get a unicorn skeleton? Oh man, online you can find everything. Yeah, so it was a big hit. All the little gals from school were there, and that's great. It was wonderful. And then she got roller skates, and so then we went roller skating at Oaks Park. Purple roller skates. Yeah, roller skating is hard when they're you know when kids are little. You just kind of fall and you just kind of whoop, whoop, pick them back up. But then as they get bigger, it's like it's we're, her and I are like a mass of like legs and arms. Like, oh. and it's just a mess, like falling out everywhere. But it was really fun. Oh, I'm just breaking the studio. <laughs> <laughs> there you See, go. You did just a lot laughed. of stuff this last yeah, week. I, I, I knew it was in there somewhere. You found yeah. it. You yeah. S- Thanks, you Dirk. Me. <laughs> Dirk posted about it. Yeah. Um, as far as food news go today, we wanted to tell people about something exciting. So um, the Joy of Cooking cookbook oh. is, um, you know, this is the ninth edition is just released this week. So yeah. people can can now order it. Um, Our friends, Megan and John, are part of the Joy of Cooking family. They're going to be here to tell their story on our show. Well, Megan is. In a couple weeks. Um, Yeah, she's going to be here on December 20th. Um, But the book just came out this week, so you can get it. So we just wanted to make sure to tell people that that is a thing. And then they'll be at a Powell's reading December 8th. Nice. So from, I believe it's at 7 o'clock. So if people want to come there and hear them talk, I'm going to be be hosting them. Yeah, I'm going to be interviewing them. They didn't want to give up and get up and give a talk. So I'm going to kind of lead them through. Yes. They're They're shy. They're so wonderful, and I feel like I love to help them tell their story. So it's going to be really fun. So if you guys can can come. Sometimes Sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm not. <laughs> Depends on the day. So if you have any food news you want us to talk about, go ahead and submit those to startupradionetwork.com, and we will help you spread the wor- the words, the words about your events. Um, so we are in, joined in the studio today by Jen. Hello. Hi, Jen. Hi, Jen. Hi, guys. She's been really busy this week, too. Yeah. Jen is the owner of a local company called Runes. Yeah, so, we are. So Jen, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I am. <laughs> she is. And Jen, Sarah's taking a picture of Jen's Yay. outfit because she is always dressed so wonderfully. Oh my goodness. Her so shoes fancy. match her hat, which is <laughs> well, I didn't great. get the shoes in the picture, but that's I okay. also realized as I was taking a picture of your packaging on top of my outfit, I match your packaging today. <gasps> so right. we'll have to make sure to document oh that. You're going to have to <laughs> carry it around with you all day. Yeah, I, I could be it. your spokesperson <laughs> for the day. This is really good support. This is more support from this podcast than I thought possible, but 
Yes, color coordinated <laughs> outfits to packaging. This is yeah. when I'm going to tell you that I planned it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jen, tell us about runes. Well, I think we make the best coconut macaroons ever. And um, we have been doing this for a really long time, it feels like. We've been perfecting the recipe for more than seven years. And it just was an obsession. It just, it was, I, I do you want to know how it started, started? Yeah, I we mean, do. it's kind of a kooky story. So um, I was doing a baking project with my then two-year-old daughter, Grace, mm-hmm. at my parents' house for Thanksgiving in 2010. Nice. Long time ago. And my parents are in the food business, and um, I grew up in the food business, and so they are, um, shall we say, particular about things that Mm -hmm. are food. And I said to my mom, I'm going to go get some ingredients to bake chocolate chip cookies with Grace. And my mom looked at me stone cold, deadpan face and just said, ugh, that's so pedestrian. Why don't you do something more interesting, like make macaroon? Oh. And I said, what? A macaroon? Like, you can make macaroons? I, I love coconut. I love chocolate. I love the flavors. I grew up eating macaroons, mm. you know, every year for Passover. Um, they were never very good, but it didn't matter. They were coconutty, and that was great. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I just became obsessed. I mean, I am I am a little bit of an obsessive personality. When I like something, I like it. I'm a Scorpio. Her hat says bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> I am obsessed with trucker hats also. I'm obsessed with a lot of things. I think I have a lot of trucker hats. But um, yeah, this one says bubbly because I'm obviously very demure mm. and quiet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just became obsessed and, and I baked and I baked and I baked and I baked every night after the kids went to bed and it just became a passion project. And two Two years ago was the first time in 2017 was the first time that we were really able to get down to a one salary household. And I closed my graphic design company, which I'd run for 20 years. And I said, kind of someday is today and let's do this. And so I launched Runes formally, officially. Was it scary after so many years of having a different successful business to sort of launch into something new? Yeah, it was. It I, I think starting a business is so exciting and lonely and hard and amazing yeah. and prideful and awful and incredible. And it's just such a roller coaster of, I can do this. No, I can't. I'm so doing this. No, wait. No, I'm not. I mean, I am. I mean, I'm not. So it's... Yeah. You know, we I I feel (laughs) you. You know nothing about that's the way that the journey is. And you know, Jen and I were kind of like two ships passing in the night because you know, as I moved out of my old kitchen, Mm -hmm. she moved moved in. in. Oh, yeah. So we never actually worked in the same space, but but very very closely. I mean, I like probably the next day she was there. The serendipity (laughs) of how our first commercial kitchen worked out was really funny. I was. You know, we'd spent months and months really dialing in the plan for what we were going to do and how we were going to launch. And I needed a commercial kitchen space. And mm-hmm. I was looking and looking and nothing was really falling into place. And um, our landscape architect, Annie Bam, came over. She was doing a backyard project at our house. And I was telling her the woes of trying to find a commercial kitchen. And she said, oh, my God. This is weird. I don't know if this is going to be anything, but my friend Sarah Marshall just left a kitchen space and 
they are looking actively for somebody to fill that space. And I called that day and I spoke with one of the other kitchen tenants, Neha, who is Masala Pop. Yeah. And... They had me in that afternoon, and I signed a lease like the next day. I mean, the, I yeah. forgot that that's how that happened. I thought you just found Neha, but it was Annie. It was Annie Bam. So Annie is my mom's old old neighbor, and oh. so she and she has been around for my whole journey, you know, because we've known her for years. So that's so cool that that was the connecting I, factor. Mm, and it was all babes who network. Yeah, it was all. Yeah. Everybody in that kitchen had been a women-owned business. Boss babes, like from start to finish, and it was sweet. That's kind of when you said that this journey is lonely. (laughs) You know, that was the nice thing about when I shared a kitchen with people. Is so I went from being in my own kitchen alone, and then and then to that kitchen with all these super awesome women, and then I moved back out to to my own kitchen again and I was kind of like oh man all my friends are gone (laughs) you need a water cooler and like actual water cooler hours where people come by and you just hang out and do water cooler talk type stuff when you work on your own yeah I just started being part of more groups and clubs so I'd be like oh I'm still around people that like the same things and (laughs) I honestly think that's the most extraordinary thing about having a business in Portland in this industry I don't think in in my hindsight of the seven years I took to work on this recipe and do this as a passion project in California before we moved here, I just don't think that I could succeed in the same way in any place other than Portland because the community here is outstanding. It's robust. Yeah, Yeah, great word, robust. Yeah. And everyone's so nice and supportive and Mm -hmm. lovely. Like, I don't think, I know you don't find that everywhere. I think it's very unique to the city. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. We had a bunch of competitive uh, suppliers at our ice cream conference, oh. and I took them all out to dinner, and I told them that in Portland we collaborate. Oh, yeah. And that I expected them all to collaborate. <laughs> how, did they, how did they respond to that? <laughs> They're like, that's so cool. And then I started hearing a lot of stories about how suppliers can get kind of nasty with each other yeah. when they're trying to steal business from someone mm-hmm. else. Oh, yuck. This is very much an all-boats-rise community. Yeah, yeah. it is. It really is. I told him it's called coopetition. <laughs> Did oh you God. make that up? Can you coin that, please? <laughs> Somebody else told it to me a long time ago, but I keep repeating it. I like it. I it's might cooperation and competition at the same time. Yeah. Coopetition. I like I it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make you a t-shirt. <laughs> can I have one, too? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Actually, sure. can I? I'll make trucker hats. Nice. <laughs> make t-shirts. <laughs> I don't, you know, the funny thing about, like, t-shirt, like, I don't ever wear a t-shirt. So yeah. people always ask us, like, are you going to have t-shirts made? And I'm like, I would never wear a t-shirt. How about a skirt? So I don't. You can make <laughs> skirts I, I made socks. some other things. I made some bags that, that, I, that I would carry. They clearly look like my outfit I have on right now. <laughs> and, you know. I mean, you gotta. If I think like so, Neha from Solipop has has had T-shirts. She wore them every single day. Like she committed to it. Did like she? this is every day. Wow. She wore a Masala Pop T-shirt, and and there would be some days where it was just her and me in the kitchen. You know, <laughs> <laughs> nobody was gonna see it. She's like Sarah. She you will like, remember yeah, my company name. You will remember it. So you know, if you if you're gonna have some stuff made, you gotta commit to it. Do you mm-hmm. have Rune's trucker hats? So I do, mm-hmm. and I was really excited about my first production run of them. And um, I, my brand colors are red and white, mm-hmm. and it looks really great when you have a huge red background and then words in white, except turns out when you do that in a hat, everybody thinks it's a MAGA hat. Oh. And 
um, people oh, stop you on the street and look at you funny. Mistake. It was really awful. <laughs> Oops. So you don't want to be my, political. Yeah. No. So all of my red hats with white writing that say runes are just in a box in the house, oh, and yeah. we have to we have they to do another run. <laughs> Send them yeah. to a different country. They'll appreciate them there. Okay, I will. I will. But yeah, it was it really funny. People would just look at me on the street, or my husband Brad, who often often would wear them for me. Um, with cra- he wears crazy, crazy, crazy suits, busy, yeah, like crazy random patterns with the what we now call the runes mega hat, which is just really awful. Um, and yeah, enough people stopped us, and mm. we had to quit that. Huh. Yeah. Well, you learn sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like promo mm, product fail. Of, yeah. That's that it happens. Was, There's wait, mistakes sometimes. So Jen, you were your business before was in marketing and promotions or design or I what? was a graphic designer doing okay. a lot of food packaging. <clears throat> I mean most the majority of my work was food packaging, but a substantial amount was really crazy out-of-the-box wedding invitations, um, celebrity wedding invitations, and like just crazy three-dimensional stuff. Hmm. No envelopes and, you know, um, foil, gold foil invitation type stuff. Just really wacky. Well, it really explains a lot, you saying that, because I didn't know that about your past, but you have all of these really great packaging Mm -hmm. options. And I I just saw, because we are on a shelf together at New Seasons. So you have a new holiday box that's on the shelves of New Seasons. Um, Red with white is okay in the grocery store. (laughs) No, it looks great. You see it right away. It has your branding pops out. Like when it, so they sent all of us a photo of the holiday end cap there. And I saw yours huge letters across. It's like the first thing that you see. You can oh, tell her brand right away. So thank yeah. you. It's really good They say design. make your brand as big as possible. Mm-hmm. I did that. <laughs> Job. I do that. It's from a graphic design perspective. Um, yeah, taking up maximum width or height is is really critical and, and making an impression. So trying yeah. to always factor that into my design decisions is, I would say, the, the luckiest thing that I bring to starting a cookie company is my my background in design. So are you doing all your own design or did you hire somebody? I do all of my own design, which is so awesome, except for that it takes a long time to do design. So I'm often behind in other areas of running the business because you know, where most people would say, I need a new package to go to the printer. I'm going to offload that onto somebody else to do so I can oh, run the business. Yeah. I end up hibernating for a week at my computer doing that with blinders on. And I'm, I already mentioned obsessive. Um, so I'm also, you know, OCD about design because it's so much of who I am. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm probably a bad client for myself. I'm, you know, it takes a long time to make decisions for me and, um, mm. But I'm passionate about it, and I it feels good to make my own stuff through That's and through. Good. Well, I noticed your um, holiday catalog that you that you made. I'm guessing, did you I make did. that? I did. I made that in a hotel room in Tampa, where I quarantined myself in between Home Shopping Network training uh, meetings. I had a bookended meetings on a Thursday and a Tuesday, and I just sequestered myself in this hotel room and said, "You are not going to the swimming pool. You will not see 90 degree temps until this catalog is finished." Well, it's beautiful. Thank I was going to ask you who did it because it's so <laughs> nice. Thanks. Yeah, so you guys can see on her Instagram, which will you mention what your Instagram is? I am at eatrunes. 
Perfect. Two O's. Two so O's are better than our one. People can find you, but you can see a picture of her catalog. It's really, it's really beautiful. Thank awesome. you. It's on our website too. On the oh, yeah. off chance, this is a shameless plug, but if anybody listening wants to send amazing, insanely delicious corporate gifts, holiday gifts, our corporate gifting catalog is on our website and easy peasy. We can take that care of all of that for you. Yeah. Well, good job with it. It's awesome. You also just mentioned the home shopping network i did channel is it network or channel? Uh, home shopping network home shopping network yeah. so you just recently this week were on there right i just did my second appearance on hsn on um tuesday tuesday night yeah tuesday night how and does that work did yeah. you have to ship pallets of product to florida I did have to ship many boxes to Florida, which, um, you know, chocolate and sunshine are not friends, unfortunately, <laughs> and it's pretty much always hot in Florida. So there's no ground shipping uh, to that to that bad boy. But, um, yeah, it's really amazing. It's super exciting to see how a completely different retail industry works because the majority of the stuff that I know in our my not colleagues, but like the food community here, the the, the normal community is distribution and grocery mm-hmm. and retail and coffee shops and um, direct. And so this was eyes open to a whole nother world. We've never had any guests on that have been on that channel or, or sold things that way. Can you tell us about what that experience is like? Like, how sure. did it happen and what, did, what do you do? So um, the wonderful, wonderful people from... Home Shopping Network and QVC. QVC just bought Home Shopping Network in yeah. the last year or so, so they, oh, okay. they've become sister networks. They saw us at Fancy Food Show in January, oh. and it took a long time to figure out which network we were going to be on. It used to be that you would apply to one of the networks, and then you would get approved by that network. Mm-hmm. Now they tell you what network they think your product will be right for. So you don't have as much of a say. Mm. Um, Two totally different customers, QVC and HSN. Um, And we uh, we got an air date on it. They approved our product. There's a lot of approvals that go into that process. Um, The and there's like 500 people that you work with, the buyers, the dropship coordinators, the customer service people. There's a, they have a person for everybody. Um, and then you find out what day you're going to go on and you fly to Tampa. Um, the studios are actually in St. Petersburg, Florida, just across the bridge from Tampa. Yeah. And it's so crazy. There's there's nothing around. There's warehouses and a lot of green stuff. And you roll up at this gate and then there's huge, massive buildings with all of these studios in them. And um, you have eight, nine, maybe 10 minutes to sell your product. And here's the craziest thing about the whole experience. I could talk for a long time about this, but I assumed that I would have a conversation with somebody about my product, the presentation they call it, and tell everybody how we got started and, you know, this is what we sell and this is why we're cool and our product is so great. And they explained that the way that people watch retailtainment is tuning in and tuning out. Millions of people, every two seconds, clicking on, clicking off. And so you can't have a 10-minute conversation with somebody. You have to have lots of small two-minute conversations and say the same thing over, even though it sounds incredibly repetitive to you. The majority, the millions of people watching are only seeing one tiny snippet of it. So it feels so silly to just keep saying the same things over and over, but really nobody else is seeing that. I'm sure that's... um, interesting experience to have. <laughs> I mean because usually you like don't want to repeat yourself again but you're just doing it over and over, over it's and like over. tiny quick commercials yeah. speaking of we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll come back and try some runes yay 
Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences and the Food Innovation Center are proud sponsors of the Meaningful Marketplace. Committed to serving all Oregonians with the mission to advance the science that lives at the crossroads of conservation and production. We are inspired by the creativity of food innovation, new economic opportunities, and new experiences. Because food brings people together. And we're back. Okay, I have a question for Jen before we taste her cream. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you sent product down there. Did you sell it all? No. What happens next? Well, um, do they keep selling it? They do. So Whatever you, you don't sell, they they sell on their website. Okay. And and so HSN is 100% live. Yeah. Everything is live. But they have a sister network, another sister network called HSN2. Yeah. That has all of the taped segments, good stuff, taped and then on that second network. So sometimes they will put your, they'll, re- they'll air re-air it. it. Hmm. And um, so your goal for selling that first show was how many cases of? So so this was our second show this week. Okay. And we actually, we had, a, I'm going to be super honest, we had a big snafu on the show. Shoot. We had a problem where um, what used to be, in, in October, there was a future ship date called the November ship date, and people could order to have runes in November or December. Yeah. So when we went on air on Tuesday night, they moved all of the available inventory from the November category to the ship now category, because guess what? It's November now. It's not a future ship date. It's, oh. It is November. Okay. So when we went on air in the first 10 seconds, the host told everybody we'd sold out for November. Oh, gosh. And we did not a little bit sell out. We just moved the the production team, the buyers moved all of that inventory that the producers look at into this other category called Ship Now. So for my 10 minutes, um, the host basically told everybody over and over and over that no product was available. You need to do a do-over. <laughs> We're do working you, on it. Do you get a do-over? give us some extra airtime in December oh, and um, we're going to work that out. But, um, oh. you know, this is again, these are the learnings. This is mm-hmm. retailtainment, as they call it, is a yeah. marathon, not a sprint. And the customers really want to know the brand. They want to read reviews. They want to see that the HSN community has embraced me or the product mm. to, to decide to purchase. This is a woman who loves the thrill of discovering something new. And um, and so this is the process. It's really a long process to get familiar with the, with the customer. Okay. You should see if they'll um, re-air it more on the other network. They because, are. Oh, good. They because are. I've had a friends that have done kind of those TV recording things where then you sell something, and they say that they sell more things on the re-airs than the, than the initial. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that that would kind of make up for it, right? Yeah, yeah. And orders orders roll in every day, so the majority of orders happen right after you air, but then things sort of yeah. fall in every day until um, we're back on in December. Cool. Well, that's exciting. I think it's so cool that you were on this national channel and people could find you on there, and it seemed like you had a lot of fun with it, and it was a really cool experience. I feel so lucky. I, again, I just this is such an extraordinary journey for me as a startup cookie company. I'm... You know, I'm so passionate about this and to be able to sell locally and sell across the country mm. and go on TV and have these experiences. Yeah, it's it's mind blowing. It's I don't know. My core values are for this company are pride and integrity. That's, those are the two things that are really most important to me. Mm-hmm. And so I take a lot of pride in being able to do this and share this and um, and be available to this. And so I don't know. It feels really good. 
Cool. I just took a bite. Oh, Sarah, Sarah broke into the. She's jumping room. in. I took the pumpkin spice, and oh, man, yeah. it's it's right on the. It's perfect. It's on the money. Thank what? you, Million Dollar Palette. <laughs> How many? MDP. M- <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that we need a t-shirt for. Yeah. <laughs> How many different flavors do you have? I think we're up to eight or nine at this point, although some are year-round and some are seasonal. Mm-hmm. So our absolutely like best-selling year-round flavors are original, toasted coconut dipped in semi-sweet dark chocolate. And lemon is our most popular flavor, bar none. Absolutely, all year long. It tastes like a bite of sunshine. It's all zesty and bright. Mm. And um, Sarah, thanks to Sarah, we pumped up our we pumped up some salt levels, and the flavor just took off like a oh, Sarah rocket. helped you with some stuff. Huh? Just talked to her for an hour. Oh, mm-hmm. that's Sarah. my favorite kind of Sarah meeting. <laughs> Sarah was like, "I really, really need to talk to you about the salt level in your lemon. It's <laughs> it's it's an issue, and you need like five more milligrams, please. I beg you." Don't you? Love her for that. I really do. I mean, she does that, that all the fun. time, and she's right. I mean, she's always right. MDP mm. for the win. <laughs> it's like MVP. No, but, but MDP. D. That's yeah. right. You're like the MVP MDP. I'm gonna mm-hmm. try the candy cane flavor. Ooh. I haven't had this one. Actually. I wanted I've to try the other one. Here, do you want one? This is so candy cane does is it really like yummy. Candy canes? It does. In Would the you chocolate? like to give that a shot? Um, yeah. So what we did was mm-hmm. we tried so hard to get the mint into the coconut, but we really Too thought hard. that it was not a good pairing no it was super overwhelming to the coconut um doesn't go good with fat sometimes yeah it was something i I and i'm the kind of person i don't love mint in chocolate but i love mint chocolate patties for example Mm -hmm. i love mint with chocolate but not in it so you can see little pieces mm -hmm. of candy cane so we dip our original runes in chocolate guitard semi-sweet dark chocolate which is so good and then we dip it in (gasps) crushed candy chocolate (gasps) omg i Mm -hmm. heart guitard Mm-hmm, that's they guitars my fab. Me too. Best ever. And um, and then we dip it in chocolate again. So um, when we were developing this flavor, we, we were having a hard time because uh, candy canes are made from sugar. And when the sugar is in our little pouches, we used to have the candy cane on the bottom of the chocolate. But when we sealed them up in our little pouches, they would take all of the moisture from the cookie Mm. And so the cookie would get dry and the candy canes would get soggy. And so we realized if we locked it all up in the chocolate, everything stays crunchy and crispy. I was going to say, it's really crunchy. It's great. Thank you. I that love was fun. it. I'm in heaven, right? Yeah. Now. Sarah's so happy over there. I'm so glad. You know, um, mm. it's the, the little things, maybe because I didn't go to culinary school or I'm not a... Um, no, a, don't make it chocolate. Oh, no, Just but the, the things that are... No, I'm just saying that the things that are surprising to me when starting a business. So I came up with this flavor. It was going to be great. And then we were waylaid for about four months before we launched it because we realized we had this um, sugar issue, this sugar the and migration, moisture. migration, yeah. Yeah, and so we spent so much time talking to, um, there's an amazing guy named Chef Rubber in Vegas mm. who helps bakeries and companies do random things, and we talked to food scientists, and we were like, what can we coat candy cane in so that it it stays? And what can we do with the candy cane, and how can we make this work so that it's really um, beautiful, and there's candy cane on the bottom of every room. Yeah, it's delicious. And you just... And you nailed it. Thank you. Well, mm-hmm. we, we came up with a solution, but it's the little things that you don't think that you're going to spend time doing that you end up really <clears throat> absorbed with. Yeah, it's tasty. Thank you. I wanted to ask you about Alaska Airlines. 
I heart Alaska Airlines. <laughs> She's like, what? Um, I so, kind of love them. Yeah. So people can get runes on Alaska flights, right? They could last year. Oh, okay. So we um, we were only in business for six months, mm-hmm. and we got a deal with Alaska Airlines first class cabin nice. to make a quarter of a million macaroons for their first class passengers on what's called medium haul flights, which is anything over three hours um, that goes almost to the other side of the country, not coast to coast, but sort of everything short of that. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be sort of a small three-month project, and it ended up getting extended, and the, the volumes tripled. And we scaled up from like three people baking two times a week to nine people baking every day. Wow. And that was that That's happened a great quickly. Way to start. It was an amazing way to start. And um it's also learning how to run before you learn how to walk is interesting. Yeah. Um, scaling up so quickly yeah. as a new business is like, this is so amazing. But then you kind of think, oh, my God, this is what business looks like. Mm-hmm. Do you just, have any new products you're working on? I do. do you Thank you for asking. Or? Sure. Well, um, we are going to launch two new flavors, three new flavors next year for runes. Mm. We're going to launch chocolate orange. Ooh. Which is really one of my longtime favorite flavor combos. It's like Grand yeah. Marinier or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, so good! <clears throat> I, when I was a kid, my dad would take us to this um, to this bakery in Toronto on the Danforth, which is this Greek area of town, mm. and he would Spiros. I still remember, like every year, we would go see Spiros. He had chocolate covered orange peels, and as a kid, I just yeah. loved that flavor profile. Mm-hmm. And so we are finally ready to launch chocolate orange runes. And we're gonna we're working on caramel, salted caramel flavor profile Ooh. and some raspberry runes. We actually had um, during the fancy food show, the kitchen goes quiet for a week or so because we're all busy doing that. So I gave my employees um, a project. I said, we're gonna have something called Rune Olympics. Oh. And everybody has to compete, mandatory, and everybody has to compete in two categories, a savory rune category and a sweet rune category. And when I come back from the fancy food show, they, everybody got a budget for ingredients, and they had the whole week to think of and test their recipes. And when I came Smart. back, we had a judging. Whoa. We had a, an Olympic panel. <clears throat> um, and the winner in the sweet category was raspberry rune. So we took that submission from one of our bakers, and we're going to bring that to life. It was so amazing. That's Do great. you have any savory ones? No, but can I just tell you about the most amazing, I the winner. I want a ranch room. No, <laughs> I want a spicy one. The winner of the savory category um, was one of our bakers. His name is Philip. He made the most insane rune I've ever had. It was um, a Mexican street corn elote Ooh. rune. So the rune was, it had corn in it and... Um, is it cotija cheese or yeah. th- that like the crumbly mm-hmm. white cheese yep. and cilantro and it instead of being on chocolate because um, all of the runes in the in the competition had to look like runes even if they weren't dipped in chocolate for savory it had to be presented to look like a rune so at the base of each of his cookies. I mean, his Mexican street corn cookies was um, an aioli sort of um, little base of this really delicious aioli. And he squirted lime on top of each one before you ate it. It was just it was the most unreal. Who knew corn like creamed corn and coconut go so well together? That sounds really fun. It was it was amazing. I think there are pictures of that on my Instagram from January, but uh, yeah, savory runes. I think also maybe in the future, um, a bourbon bacon 
Rune. Ooh, bacon. Could be cool. Do you guys think bacon's done? Has bacon had its 15 bacon's minutes? Bacon's never going to be done. I think people will always love it. I kind of get grossed out by the amount of bacon things there are because yeah. it's like... It's a lot, but I think that there's a reason for that. I mean, it's because people want it. So you have to kind of go both ways. Like the other day I went to buy um, something like like prepped vegetables. I don't buy them very often, but I was like, I have 10 minutes to make dinner. So I went to the vegetable section there and they bacon had- bacon in there. The, it was Brussels sprouts. What? And so they were all like peeled, you know, and chopped in half. And I was like, great, I don't have to, you know, do this. They had bacon all over them. What? And you? I was like, that's like- old bacon. In the veggie section? In the veggie section. And Gets I was just oxidized. like, why does everybody have to put bacon on everything? So Dang it was it. Just, you know. No, maybe no, they were no, being no, maybe no. they were being scrappy and they were they was left like over. Reusing something. I, I think you might be on to something with the peppermint candy one. Maybe the peppermint should, candy one? Well I'm just calling it peppermint candy. This one that has peppermint candy cane in yeah. it. Yeah. What if you tried some other candies? Oh what kind of candy? Like Pop Rocks? <gasps> Whatever. Oh my God. Yeah, How I like the, te- I like the textural like a, element yeah, of it. Yeah, you in could there. have it's really like nice. just a line of the candy ones. Let's talk about what are your favorite candies because I know this is partly about runes, but I love, I'm a candyaholic, so let's let's go there. Oh man, I wish Dirk was here because he he's a candy guy. So when I was pregnant, we were reading that, um, you know, what to expect when you're expecting <laughs> book. And there was a point that was like, if you eat something now, your child is going to love it. Like there was just <laughs> this not line. true. Well, he, it says that. It says that <laughs> in the mind book. Mine hates celery. I hate celery. She and hates she hates celery. it. So there, there's a certain point in time where whatever you eat, your child is going to love it. So Dirk was like, you have to, and I don't really like candy. He's like, you have to eat this purple sweet tart because that's his favorite flavor of sweet tart. <laughs> so now we tell Adeline like that all the time whenever she's oh. like, oh, can I have a treat? And we're like, do you want a purple sweet tart? She's like, yeah. <laughs> purple is his favorite. Like, that's Does his he favorite. actually discern a difference in flavor between the purple and the yellow it's and really the blue just sweet tart? Issue. Uh, yeah. well, I don't know. He would probably say yes. Okay. Like purple is his favorite. And it might just be like, maybe he likes that color. I don't know. Yeah, that's really but funny. Sarah, what's favorite. yours? Card candy? Yeah, your, or, or whatever your go-to candy yeah. for me would probably just be a boring old coffee, you know, one of those coffee ones, coffee and cream. What's that? They used to have them when I was a kid. I don't even know if they have them anymore. Like a hard candy? Is it a chocolate? Yeah, no, it was coffee. Oh, is it like a Werther's type of? Kind of like that, but it was coffee and cream. Oh. I, I think like if I ever got one age. of those on accident, I was like super bummed. It's sort of, <laughs> I mean, it's sort of like the C's candy lollipop. They have one that's oh, yeah. coffee and cream, but they used to have one that was real smooth. My grandpa used to have them oh. in Minnesota. I love it. Oh, that could be in the that could like a cough like a crunchy coffee candy could be yes. or a butterscotch. Ooh, butterscotch yeah. could be in the Lots bottom of, of a choices. candy. Lots of choices. Thanks, Rune's Rune's candy line. What about a lemon head? <gasps> Maybe we could do a limited edition lemon head in the chocolate of the lemon. Oh yeah, Rune. that's a good idea. That'd be on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zingy. that sounds fun. So long as there's enough salt in the in that one. <laughs> <laughs> she'll she'll She's, tell you. Have her I t- know she will. Have her try it before you finalize it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So funny. So do you, we like to give advice to any new um, business owners. Do you have any advice for anybody entering the food business world? I do. You know, some days, you know, again, this is such a, um, it's such a roller coaster and I'm feeling particularly reflective this week. It was my mm-hmm. birthday this week and I spent oh. it on an airplane coming home from Tampa. 
What day is your birthday? November 13th. Lucky 13th. Mine's the 9th. Oh, hey, Scorpio. Mm -hmm. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um, It's your birthday. It's your birthday. So feeling particularly reflective this week, um, I would say that um, my advice is I have to keep telling myself on the hard days that people before me have done this and succeeded. Yeah. And the people who don't succeed are the people who often stop trying. It gets too hard. So keep going. I know that's so generic, but when you come up against these hurdles, like business is just problems to solve every single day, every single minute, every single hour. Mm. How do you solve these problems? So moving forward, um, just keep putting one foot in front of the other and and. Don't give up. If somebody did this before you, you can do this. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, I didn't go to pastry school. I have a cookie company. Like it, it doesn't, yeah. your limitations that you put on yourself are not a thing. Just keep going. Yeah. Good advice. Yeah. I like it. Thanks. People need to hear it sometimes, especially mm-hmm. on the hard days. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a book I just started reading. Somebody recommended this to me. It's called Everything is Figure Outable. And um, I have started saying that so much around the house that Grace, my now 11-year-old, who I started Runes with in 2010, basically, um, she she wrote, everything is figureoutable on a piece of paper and attributed it to me, (laughs) which I felt really (laughs) guilty about because Marie Forleo really should be attributed to that. She's the author of the book. But um, that is my new mantra. Everything is figureoutable. And if you believe that, it just it is. That's good. I think that's a good way to live, too, because it's like you in the moment, sometimes, of course, it does not feel that way. But if you can first kind of self-talk yourself down <laughs> and be like, I got this, I can figure it out. It really is. But you have to get yourself there first and then yeah. kind of like work it out with all your people. We always say AIP, anything is possible. Oh, I love oh, it. Same. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. AIP, MDP. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're all about three-letter acronyms today. <laughs> well, we always love to send people directly to you. So um, other than your website, do you have any events or um, places people can come find you and buy your room? Um, let's see. What events do we have coming up? You know, with our schedule back and forth to Tampa so much for home shopping, we are not doing a lot. of. We Normally, we do Portland Night Market, which is our favorite place to be um, for the holidays. And before, we're not doing that this year. A um, lot of trips to Tampa. So I would say find us either on Home Shopping Network, hsn.com. That's a good selection. Or um, on eatrunes.com. Yeah. And um, at new Se- I think we'll be popping up around new seasons locally and market of choice to do demos over the next couple months leading up to the holidays um and i don't know i feel like i'm i'm these days i'm i'm on an airplane the majority of time but back and forth back and forth you're famous now i'm so famous (laughs) i know i keep telling that to my husband brad um so that he will do stuff for me and he's like doesn't work sorry first time yeah it doesn't work has i've i've done a lot of events with you guys and so you mentioned your husband's suits that he wears has he always worn those suits, or is it just f- since you've had the business? Because they always match the business, or seem to, right? Um, so refer back to the part in the podcast where I said I'm obsessive about things. <laughs> um, he bought one of those suits as a surprise for my 40th birthday, oh. and it. I had a birthday. Um, the theme of the birthday was called PDXico. 
because oh. I really wanted to go to Mexico, but we couldn't. So we brought Mexico to nice. us. And we had margarita machine and um, Porque No catered it. And it was this awesome party. And Brad, you know, we asked everybody to sort of come dressed up. And I wore a beach cover up. And Brad was like, I have this amazing suit with sugar skulls all over it. And it was he was super nervous that I was going to hate it and that I was going to feel embarrassed. But I loved it. And basically the next day I went online and bought him like 30 more. And now I just insist <laughs> that he wears them wherever he goes. But he, he's a, what a he's good an, sport. Yeah. Like How supportive. Extroverted introvert. Mm-hmm. And he it's sort of he loves it. I mean, he gets a lot of attention and people want to take pictures with him with all of his crazy, crazy, crazy suits. Um, and it's become something that he feels really good about. So my fault but now he loves it. Nice. That's so nice. It's nice to have your family support from your people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your people are with you at all the events yep. too. I mean, Everything. It's, yeah, it's great. It's, I love. I also love that our kids can grow up watching us be passionate about stuff yeah. and yeah. do these crazy things. It's wonderful. It's a cool experience for our little ones. Yeah, for sure. Well, any last thoughts? We got to wrap it up here. Anything you want to end on or uh, no do you I'm like quiet for a change <laughs> yeah. thanks for coming on you've been delightful yeah thank you I'm I so glad that here. you could come here today and thanks for bringing us all these delicious treats and everybody should go check out their site and their beautiful packaging and beautiful product yeah thank you yeah. prepare thank you. for the holidays yeah great gifts and we ship nationwide and um, again I they are the best macaroons ever mm-hmm just going to leave that there for for posterity forevermore. <laughs> <laughs> Till the end of time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming on today. It was thanks. great to have yeah, you. Thanks, Jen. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. We record Masoni and Marshall inside of Ned Space. Uh, you can find us live every Friday at 9 a.m. Thanks to our audio engineer, Alon, and our production assistant, Chelsea. If you want to be on the show, send us a message at startupradionetwork.com, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Have a good weekend. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Committed to serving Oregonians with the mission of advancing science that lives at the crossroads of conservation and production, Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences and the Food Innovation Center are inspired by the creativity of new food development. We strive to find new flavors, new economic opportunities, new experiences, and honor diversity. We are proud sponsors of the Meaningful Marketplace because good food brings people together. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen, learn, launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.